Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers. And it's cheers via Skype to our special guests. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we're joined today by the, uh, via Skype by the amazing Lucy Fink. She. Hey. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Lucy is a producer and a lifestyle host at Refinery29 and has really cool, awesome content all over the internet. Um, my personal favorite being Try Living with Lucy, which kind of feels like a different version of what we're doing, like a much cuter and succinct like experiment of living different than dating but anyway thank you so much for being here thank you guys for having me I'm so excited I'm so excited too and I feel like we need to tell everyone that you are in your boyfriend's parents closet because that's incredible (laughs) (laughs) yes I needed to find a quiet space and this room is carpeted so I mean I feel like that's the perfect podcasting space more of like a on the journey into the bathroom and there are shelves, but I would not call it a closet because it's kind of a room. Nice. It, it looks it looks like yeah, a nice closet or room. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> the bathroom. The bathroom antechamber. Um cool. So yeah. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about lots of things today, but most importantly our theme is long distance, which yeah. we kind of touched on we sort of touched on when we were talking about convenience, we did a theme about convenience a couple weeks ago, Lucy, that was like, you know, relationships that start out of convenience. And then we talked a little bit about how long distance is like the opposite of that. <laughs> how it's like you have to really, really want it and fight for it. So we're excited to talk to you all about that. Too. Um, yeah. And then as always, do you, I know, so Lucy, you're in a relationship, but do you happen to have a, a worse first date story? We always ask our guests, but you know, you can think outside the box if you need to. <laughs> so yeah, I say for this particular topic, I'm going to go not worst first date, but probably weirdest date in general. Awesome. Um, and you know, I, I dated a few people in high school high school dates and are not, I wouldn't consider those to be similar to what you're doing in New York now, but I quote dated a few people in high school and, um, there was nothing exciting there. So I'm not going to tell that story. (laughs) A weird date that I actually went on with Michael, who's my current boyfriend of almost nine years. Wow. That's crazy. That's been a while. Um, but we have, just a little backstory is that we started dating in high school. He was a year older. We started dating at literally the most inconvenient time, just at the very end of his senior year. So we were sort of really close friends all through the previous two years before. And we, of course, decided to be inconvenient and just start dating the moment. (laughs) And then I went to college a year later and we stayed long distance for his whole four years in college and then my extra year at the end since I was a grade behind him. And then we moved to New York and lived separately with, we each lived with friends for two years before we actually moved in together where we live together now. Um, But before that we would just kind of, we were sort of like a college relationship in the city because we weren't living together yet. So we'd spend nights at each other's apartments and we were always looking for kind of crazy fun things to do. 
to keep the relationship fresh and alive because obviously when you're dating for so long, if you don't push yourself to get out of the box and do fun things, it can get stale. So we were always, one of our favorite things to do is comedy shows. And I would say the weirdest date we ever went on, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We thought it was just a comedy club, but it, it was actually a special night at the comedy club where they were doing, and, and you girls being into comedy might actually know what this is, but it was like a paid or pain comedy night. Wait, what? And so, have you heard of this one? Yeah. <laughs> Isa has, I have oh, it. yeah. It's like really terrifying. <laughs> so, basically, we were told, you're going to see the comedians perform, and then you as the audience are going to decide whether or not they deserve to be paid or whether or not they should get pain and they would have a dominatrix come out and like <laughs> flog them. I've had friends do this and get pain. What? And it sounds so scary. <laughs> well, it's just so awkward because yeah. a lot of times you go to a comedy club and someone flops, but you still applaud for them and they move on with their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like you facing that person, you as the audience member have to just tell them to their face that they didn't do a good job by cheering louder for the pain. Oh and God. then some, some woman comes on with like handcuffs and nipple tassels and a blogger and just, you know, starts delivering the pain. Oh my God. As like Michael and I kind of just joining New York City and not really being aware of what kinds of things happen at comedy clubs, we thought it would just be a comedy show. And that's probably the weirdest state we've ever been on. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And I feel like it's so New York. Like mm-hmm. that kind of shit does not happen in Des Moines, you know? <laughs> no. Just a thing that like... And it was like an underground comedy club. So we kind of felt like we had stumbled into this weird world that we just were, you know, not not weird in the sense of it being weird, but just we were like, no one even told us that's where we were going. (laughs) Yeah. We showed up. And I think the rest of the audience, too, was a little bit caught off guard. But now that it's over, it's a good story. Yeah. No, that's God, really – I have never hilarious. heard of that. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And it's such a, like, welcome to New York. Things are weird here. Um, that's very good. Oh, I feel like now I feel like Liza should assign me to go on a date to one of those. But you can't oh go God. on a first date. I could just pretend like I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could go to, like, a, a weird <laughs> – you were just trying to go to a comedy club, and yeah. then it turns out that they sprung this on you last night. <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. oops, what? Oops. Yeah, maybe, like, you, I know, I could be like, we're going to see my friend. Or just, like, some other, oh, my God, yeah, I'll do it, and you can, you can come <laughs> no, see me. No, no, I wouldn't make you. literally my nightmare. Like, that's something fun for me to talk about in therapy, you know. Um LOL. LOL. Cool. That's a great one. Actually, like weirdly ties in a little bit to, because I was like, oh, my date this week doesn't have to do with our theme really, but like the comedy bit does. And I don't think, I'll explain that in a minute. But yeah, Lucy, so I do, um, and new listeners. Hi, listeners. We didn't really say hi, hi to you. We kind of jumped oh, into yeah. this. Hi, thanks hi. for listening. <laughs> um, well, if you're new, every every date I go on that Liza picks out for me, I record my first impressions. We call them the taxi cab confession, though I've never recorded it in a cab because um, I'm too embarrassed. Uh, but of like my first impressions after the date. So I let's just is, can we yeah. When you say that she's picking out the date for you, is it through a dating app? Yes. So okay. mostly, she set me up actually with a comedian also on point once that went very well. Um, 
And mostly, I mean, the premise was that she'd be picking new people outside of my comfort zone, outside of like the finance bro world that I was living in for so long, um, just to like see different parts of dating in New York. But yeah, then it, I pick them out too. Like this date I just scheduled on my own. So this yeah. This is a great idea because the stories that I hear from my friends who are on dating apps need to be recorded somewhere. You yeah. should listen it's, and write in and like we have listeners submit their worst first dates. Totally. We have like people, yeah, people have been emailing us their worst first dates ever. We usually like close out reading a couple or, you know, one or a couple. Um, and some of the stuff that people have been through is like traumatic. Sure. <laughs> it gets really, really crazy. But then it's also nice because we, th- I think that both of us kind of thought the dates were going to be a lot like, on the whole, a lot worse than they have been. Like, I think the positive surprise has been how many good dates Kimmy's been on, which is, like, nice. But, you know, also there have been one or two not great ones. Yeah, but few and far between because this – oh, this is date 15 because we had a mishap last week and then (laughs) we have a date this week. Um, Yeah, so it's date 15. So 15 out of 51. But um, just to run down for you, Lucy, and anyone new, yeah, it's, like – we talk about them anonymous, anonymously, but, like, truly, there's only been one that I really wanted to, like, you know, talk negatively about anyway. Like, we try to be kind. Like, there was only one really terrible date. So I feel like we're, we're going to have to try harder to get that content. Um, <laughs> if you are going out on a date and it's just love at first sight. Well, that's a really good question. So we've established a rule because I've gone on more than one date with some of these nice gentlemen I've met. And I've third date I would like tell them that I'm doing this podcast um I'm also a little bit like google's a thing by a third date for me and I think for some other people um but if I I know that's a really good question our last guest asked too basically when it when I become like exclusive with anyone if I do in all of this um the vibe is we'll recruit another single person to to take my place yeah and like maybe a boy like we think it'd be fun to hear about it from the other side because it can all just feel so like mystifying. Yeah. You know, like what but, everyone's thinking all the time. Yeah, but I'll, I'll totally quit if I have that love at first sight thing that I'm waiting for. Um, <laughs> no. Well, was it date number 15? I'm dying to hear. Um, let's find out. Okay. Well, hi, Eliza. Um, this is my taxi cab confession post date 15. I am not in my taxi cab. I am home and you, you all know that I do this every time. But it, he was really, really sweet. Um, you know, to a cool bar. My first impression is kind of just like, okay, I did that. So maybe not sparks and maybe I'm treating this like a get the dates done each week thing again. But yeah, I mean, uh, oh, nothing. Just kind of in between, but a really nice, sweet human. Okay, I uh, will talk to you more on the pod. Yeah, it's pretty vanilla <laughs> this week. <laughs> okay, so give us some of the, like, bullet points. You went to a bar. Did you go to a bar? Um, We did go to a bar. Sorry, <laughs> my phone was just messing up. Yeah, so we went to a bar. That The bar was really cool. So the bar was called Dutch Kills in Long Island City, which I haven't been to. But Lucy, we, we rate our bar, bars on a scale of one to five dicks. I don't know how that started, but in terms of one to five stars. So we're just going to own it. Um, I would give it, the, the drinks were great, and it was like speakeasy vibe. I would give it, but it was crowded. Um, I would give it three and a half. Okay, so that's over. But yeah, so I'll just run down the date a little bit quickly. Um, we met on 
Hinge. Yes, we met on Hinge. And he works in healthcare. He was really nice. He was really, like, he's very, very new to the city from California. Well, like a year. But he really seemed, like, to not, just to be interested in exploring new places. Like, he didn't know where Greenpoint was where I live. Um, he lived in Astoria, but he picked, like, a cool bar in between. So I was like, that's really sweet. Uh, yeah. As soon as we got on the date, though, he asked me a couple things which made me think that he might have figured out. Because on Hinge, I have, like, www.chicksproductions.com. I think he might have known about the podcast because he also does comedy on the side. And, like, asked me some things very specifically that almost made me feel like, oh, you know that I'm going on a lot of dates right now. He was like, so how is Hinge treating you? Like, well, since I've been in a lot of serious... I don't know. He just, like, knew things about me. Maybe? Maybe not. Hmm. But I was a little paranoid, so... Shout out. Thanks for the drinks that you're out there. If not, I'm just a narcissist. But, um, yeah. the the So he does comedy on the side of his job, which he told me kind of early on. And then usually I feel like comics don't want to tell jokes on the date, but he did. Like, to the point where the sarcasm, I couldn't quite. Like, he was so sweet, but I, like, sometimes I was like, oh, I really can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I'm trying to think of the good example. Um, that's always really tough Yeah, when you're meeting someone new. I, I've had that problem before that I've, that like, because I'm really sarcastic and like dry all the time mm-hmm. and I feel like it happens all the time and I always make people feel uncomfortable and I feel bad about it. But like, that's a very, very awkward date situation. Like it's awkward in any interaction. Like I always leave that being like, ugh, I feel shitty because. It's reminding me of this episode of Friends that I just watched where Ross meets this girl who lives uptown and she's really convenient to date because she's close by. But he says to his friends, like, I think, I think she's funny because she said something that if it was a joke, it was really funny. But if it wasn't a joke, then she's really racist. And it was (laughs) like, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. And I now remember the sarcastic. It was like, he was like, cause I, Lucy, and I've never been forward and like, done big dating in New York. I've, like, dated people for periods of time, but I've never, like, until this experiment, asked someone out even on an app or, like, asked for someone's phone number. I'm just, I was a little old school. So, but now I'm, like, aggressively, like, I need to get the date. So I had asked for his phone number, and his sarcastic comment was to me, like, oh, yeah, I thought you were a psycho because you, like, asked for my phone number right away or something. <laughs> I was like, it was said in oh it was said in the right tone, but that's where I was kind of like, do you know? And that it was, like, the start. Yeah. But then he was like, I'm totally joking. But it... He said right. it so sarcastically that I was like, oh, is that – I just – yeah. It was just – plus it wouldn't make anyone a psycho. God, women of the world, ask for – give guys your number, whatever I did. Like, yeah, like just it's 2018. It. It's on the internet yeah. too. Yeah, you did good. Okay. Um that. <laughs> yeah. And then the other – oh, he couldn't decide on a drink and he was like uh, – to the bartender, like asking her all these questions. And then at one point he just said – how would I tell you my favorite movie? Which I was like, oh, like, can we not do this? Um, the tone of it was okay. She ended up being into it. And I forget what the movie was. I can't believe I'm already forgetting these things because it wasn't that recent. Um, it's something like The Green Mile. Like a movie. Like it was some. Oh, my God. I was like, not That's The Green like Mile. a like, really dark movie. <laughs> a very famous, not like, <laughs> like a famous movie, but that's not, Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, it's um, not like he was like, eh, yeah. Big Lebowski. And it's like a like, fucking serious movie. But the bartender was into it. She thought it was a funny joke. Like, I was like, maybe I should just go. But I feel badly because overall he was just super sweet and nice. I just think we were on different. Yeah. I feel like vibes. having a different sense of humor than someone is really unsexy. You know, like, yeah. it's just, if they're, if 
they're not if they're putting out jokes that you aren't like immediately vibing with yeah like that's my first thing that I look for like whenever I'm flirtatious with someone is like can we banter and if not like it's fucking there's nothing yeah Yeah. and honestly not to be super obvious with the segue but like just because it was kind of an anti yeah I think my my tax cab confession was like I just am going on it to go on it and then but sometimes there's a spark but he would be long distance for me because a story is really hard to get to from Greenpoint so And everywhere. Theme, theme, theme. And no, I everywhere. Like no, I know. I was just there this weekend. Um, it's just really, yeah. I know Greenpoint is hard to a lot of people, so I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know. Totally. It's very important. Well, I propose that since it was a mad date mm-hmm. and we only have Lucy for like, you know, a little bit of time, mm-hmm. let's jump right into the theme then. That was my fit. Was, was that your segue? Look, we, it's almost like we plan this yeah um, okay so, so those are so insane it's crazy <laughs> um so yeah like lucy's been in a relationship for like she said a long time and five years right total you were long distance is that right we were long distance, long for, distance five, yeah. for five out of nine wow wow and like when you guys were really young too mm-hmm. that had to be super hard to just like figure out and navigate as you were like growing up i would not have had the maturity <laughs> It was, it's the kind of thing that I have gotten more questions about this than anything else, particularly in college when I'll, you know, when I was out with friends and we're at a bar, the only thing anyone, especially the guys want to know is (laughs) like, why, why, (laughs) how, or like, aren't you ever curious? Don't you ever want to know if there's someone else? And I've, I've kind of had a stock answer for everyone, but mm-hmm. it really is the truth. And it kind of just goes back to the very beginning when we started dating. And when we first started dating, of course, I didn't know what was going to happen. But all I knew was that I wanted to date him. And we actually didn't date. We, we were dating for the last few months of high school for him. And then when he went to college, we ended up breaking up for like 10 days. And it was in that two week period that I came to the realization that I actually did want to be with him. I was the one who broke up with him because I thought that I didn't want to date someone when I went to college. So I thought it's not fair for me to date him when he goes. And so I made us break up. And then after about two weeks of being apart, I was just like, really upset and I I just wanted to have that feeling that I had when he was there even though I knew he wasn't there I wanted to still be able to say this is my boyfriend and I'm his girlfriend and we are with each other even if it wasn't physical and he was always down for that like he wanted to stay together the whole time and we pretty much got back together as soon as I came out and said that to him and now we've been together since then, but since the very beginning, of course I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if my feelings would change or if his feelings would change, but I really, for kind of once in my life, just let myself agree to make a decision based on the moment and not really worry about how it was going to play out or if it was going to last. And the whole time I've been very honest with myself in this relationship. So of course, long distance is not easy, but I actually never found it to be extremely difficult. We were really, really big on making sure that we had time where we were physically together. So he being the captain of his baseball team at school, he had a certain semester when he couldn't 
leave school. And so I'd go visit him during that time. And then for me, I had, you know, I was in an acapella group and I was making videos for the admissions office the whole time. So I had my own schedule and he would come visit working around that. And I actually felt as if we were both being given the opportunity to grow and build our own lives on our own and and have our own friends and go out and do whatever we wanted, but always kind of knew that we wanted to be with each other. And so the biggest thing obviously is trust. And most people just don't trust their significant other to be out drinking or are surrounded by people that they might be interested in and not knowing what they're going to do. But maybe it was because of the nature of our relationship since the beginning, which is that he he was the one who was pursuing me for years and years. And I finally agreed. I never had any fear that he was going to go off with someone else because it, it just didn't cross my mind. And I think he actually was the one who kind of like role reversal of a typical relationship where the way it's portrayed in media, where the girl is like scared of the guy cheating on them. He was actually more of the nervous one for a lot of our relationship until obviously after a year of long distance, you're like, okay, I can't be nervous about this anymore. It's if it's going to happen, it would have happened. And we kind of just both accepted if something's going to happen, it's, it's going to happen. And we want, we weren't trying to stay in a relationship to limit ourselves from other people. We were trying to stay in a relationship because we genuinely wanted to be in a relationship. So we always said like, of course, if something comes up where one of us like falls in love with someone who were around at school, we both knew that we weren't going to lie to ourselves and just stay in the relationship just because, you know, you're in so deep already. Like I, of course, I always say, I would always say to these guys that would ask me that I'd be like, I have been dating him for, you know, four years, but I've been myself for 18 years. And if if I want something, I'm going to put my feelings. I can't like put a new relationship over my feelings. Um, and of course, obviously as you get older and you've been dating longer, it's less really about that. But I mean, now it's just not even a question. Like we have completely grown up separately but together and it's been really nice to be able to grow our own grow into ourselves in our own space but still have the other there and now we live together and that's just the biggest reward of all because if nothing else it's just so convenient to be able to (laughs) you're here too we live together um and it's kind of like a classic case of dating your best friend and we really are we we were best friends for years before we started dating and so it all worked out that's amazing yeah that's an incredible story and I feel like it's such a testament to like the yeah I mean something that we've talked about before which is just that when something I I feel like when something is right it's not hard Mm -hmm. I mean obviously you guys had struggles but I feel like I had so many like you know, things and like crushes and like guys I was really good friends with who I liked who I didn't want to date me or like guys who I was in love with who are gay now, which is like, like a lot of the guys I was in love with. Um, But like, you know, I think that, yeah, like I felt something similar when I met my current boyfriend when I was like, oh, like this is not hard and it's not dramatic. It just is the easiest and best thing. And like, yeah. And it's, I feel like it's like a thing where it's just like, it happens and you're like, oh, like, Okay, now yeah. I Exactly. And I mean my college experience, I feel as if my experience of being at college 
was a long time. Like I, I was there for four years, but it didn't really feel to me like college flew by. Like I remember college and I have so many amazing moments that I, I feel like college was the exact amount of time that it needed to be and feel like, but the whole, the long distance aspect of it flew by. Like I don't mm-hmm. even remember it being long distance. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were really good about making sure to speak every day, but sometimes it was on the phone. Sometimes it was just over text. Sometimes it was a Skype call. It was not like a hard and fast rule of needing to, you know, come home and sit on Skype instead of going out. We both completely had our own lives and there were, we, we talked when there were moments of like peace on both of our ends when we could sit and get a moment to actually, sometimes we would do like dinner dates or in college we did a lot of, actually it's so funny we're on Skype. I was just noticing <laughs> is on Skype anymore these days and we used to be on Skype and we used to do Skype sleepovers oh so we'd like set up computer and I would set my computer to never sleep mode and plug it in but turn the brightness all the way down and then I'd wake up and just turn the brightness up and there he is sleeping that's so that's cute so cute that's so really cute when that, that I realized we could do that I was like oh my god that's, we don't even need to be together. We're having sleepover. That's like adorable, and no one's kicking you or like taking yeah. up your space. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, Lucy, just really quickly, how far away? How far apart were you? How how long I'm distance? Baltimore at Johns Hopkins, and he was in Vermont at Middlebury. That's it. And the only, I mean, from where we were from in New York, he went north and I went south. But the kind of tough thing about it. And I don't know if they actually now have built this Amtrak. They were supposedly building an Amtrak that goes from Burlington to Baltimore. And it wasn't built when I was there. Um, I still don't know if it's built, but we like there was, there were no direct flights to get to each other. So the only way to get to him was to go through New York. So we both wound up visiting each other a lot. Like if one of us had a break and we went home, we'd go from home to visit them. Or the good news is because we were from the same town, we would come meet in the middle on all the times when you go home. That's, that's yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. So that's what, a trick. Like, Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's like harder better. than like West Coast to East Coast in my mind. Cause yeah. Because you can't just go to the airport. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Baltimore to Vermont. Burlington airport is not even near Middlebury. No. It's <laughs> the closest airport. And then you have to drive an hour from there. Oh and God. I remember actually his freshman year when I was still in high school, this is like prime dad move. My dad was like the best dad for doing this, but my dad drove me to Middlebury and let me like have a weekend staying with Michael in the dorm. And my dad like stayed at a hotel in Vermont. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Your dad. Cool dad. Yeah. Or hung out with cows and like rode a horse and then picked me up. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. Amazing. Yeah. Mr. Bank for the win. That's amazing. So like, just because some of our, I feel like we've had a couple emails with people email us for advice, which I personally love, but also is lols because like, I mean, (laughs) look at us. (laughs) But um, I feel like we've had a couple of people ask about long distance stuff. So this is like the cheesiest question, but what's your biggest like number one piece of advice? I think you kind of said it. It's, you have to just really ask yourself if it's if it feels like a struggle or if it feels like it's just meant to be right because i i almost feel like if it felt like such a struggle that we were miserable and it obviously would have affected our lives in our own spaces it wouldn't have made sense 
like the whole reason that it works so well is because I'm, and I'm not saying it was easy at all times. Like we definitely had moments when we were upset or we'd be crying on the phone and like wish we were together. But on the, when you look at it on the general scale, Mm -hmm. if you just feel like it's not that much work and it's not that difficult, it seems like it's meant to be for people who are kind of like, I don't know if I should do it or if we should just break up. I feel like if you're questioning that and if part of you wants to break up, I would almost suggest just breaking up. And if it's meant to happen in the future, you'll get, you'll end up together. But I, I feel like one of the things about us that was really helpful, which not everyone that goes into a long distance relationship has or knows is that we both knew since the day he went off to school in 2009, we knew that in 2014, we were both going to be in New York. Mm. And even though we were both going to separate colleges and he was going to study economics and I didn't even know what I was going to do. I actually went into college pre-med and then ended up switching into writing and, and video stuff. So like for all I knew, I could have been a doctor and you know how crazy those programs are with <laughs> acceptances. But we both agreed up front that like no matter what field we were going into, we were really only going to look and apply for things in New York. And I feel like if you go into a long distance relationship and you're like, well, who knows where we'll be even after this? It's like, you can't, you sort of need a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's just, unless you're, you know, you know, you're meant to be in your kind of comfortable living your relationship long distance, which some people do. I knew for us, like I needed to know that we were going to be in New York at a certain time. And then it was almost like there was a finish line and time flew. Yeah. Yeah. Also just one note and then we'll wrap just Lucy, what you said about it being easy and you Liza, like I feel like that applies to all of our listeners who are dating and doing the dating thing too. Like date one might not feel perfect in sparks, but like it should feel easy or these half relationships, which we're going to do a whole uh, episode on because we've gotten so many questions about those too. Like if it feels hard, like it's probably your gut telling you that it's like not like something's not quite right. Like it shouldn't feel like a drama and struggle all the time. I think that applies to just dates and dating casually too. Yeah, totally. I I know that, you know, and my relationship is, it's just so, um, not common that I always feel like when I'm giving my friends advice, they're like, okay, well, you're a different situation. Like you don't get it. And I, you know, I'm often trying to talk to my, I have a twin sister who's well into the dating scene and she's all over hinge and bumble and all the apps. And I'm always trying to give her advice based on just what I know of her date or, you know, of the app. And she's always like, you just don't, you're not in the dating scene. So you just don't really get it. But what I always try to say, which is totally projecting my own life on other people is at least with Michael, like I was not into him for a long time. We were really good friends and it just totally took on, uh, I had to, he actually had to stop being really close friends with me at one point because he liked me too much and I was not reciprocating. And I had to sort of let him do that. And even that time was really nice for him because it let him kind of stop focusing on me and focus on himself for a while. And like classic movie situation, that was, of course, when I was like, oh, I like you now because you're <laughs> always you're, you're caring about yourself. And that was what was attractive to, attractive to me rather than having someone be just like fawning over me. And I feel like a lot of people 
want the guy to just be a certain way in the beginning or, or the girl or whoever. And I just think if you sometimes just be friends with someone and you don't have to know where it's going to go, but leave open the opportunity for someone who's a really old, good friend who, who it does feel easy with. And maybe it's not immediate sparks like you might have on a hot steamy first date, but it, it can develop into that over time. And I feel those are the ones that wind up kind of lasting the longest and also being the most level-headed, stable relationships that are, just as you said, not a drama, not a soap opera. There's never screaming fights. Like, of course, there's arguments and back and forth. But, like, I always tell people just how completely stable my relationship is. And that's one of my favorite things about my life. (laughs) And it's also, I think, one of the things that a lot of my followers just ask me all the time, like, how I'm such a happy person all the time, which I definitely am portraying happiness on my social media feed. I've, I've kind of made the decision that, of course, I'm not a happy person 24-7, but I don't want to use my social media feed to show personal struggles and sadness. So I really try to use it as an optimistic, mm-hmm. positive space. But when people ask me that question, like the two main things are a really steady, stable like completely non-screaming relationship (laughs) and a very um, loving family and like completely stable um, family life. But mainly what I mean by it is like me and my twin sister and my brother are just three best friends. And like, I genuinely could just hang out with them for the rest of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sweet. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much. Really helpful for like, to think about just in general as as Kimmy goes through this experiment and like you life know, for just every, generally in life, life you know <laughs> and for everyone listening yeah I feel like it's such a good takeaway that like it shouldn't be shouldn't be hard it shouldn't yeah, be jobs any, it's, it's not, really with anything yeah. yeah Lucy where can our listeners find you there they some of them already have found you but you know <laughs> yeah well if you haven't found me yet um my main platform is Instagram just at Lucy B think and it's L U C I E. B-F-I-N-K. And then that's my Twitter handle as well. On Snapchat, I'm just at Lucy Fink. And I forgot to put the B and Snapchat doesn't let you change your name. So everything <laughs> on Snapchat. And then um, the main the main event is my YouTube, which is on Refinery29's YouTube channel. You can just type in Try Living with Lucy and you'll see about almost 80 episodes to date of that um, or if you just type in Lucy Fink to YouTube, I also have a personal YouTube channel where I do more on the weekend vlog style videos. Awesome. Cool. And everyone should check out Lucy's stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, It'll it's make so you want to be better, fun. but also like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it made us reach out, cold reach out to Lucy a couple years ago just to meet up and like just hear about how she got to where she is. So yeah. she's very impressive. And thank we you so much. Coffee on the bench. I know. <laughs> did. Forgot about our bench coffee. Our bench coffee. Yeah, we at Piera. I know. That was wild. It was a great moment. Yeah, it was. So serendipitous. Yeah, so New York. Yeah, incredibly New York. Well, have a good (laughs) dinner. Thank you so much. We have an awesome dinner. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, Lucy. Bye, Lucy. What movie was it? Tell me 90s movies, early aughts movies about. Like about. That's how I could segue back in. It was only Friday. Like, like, um, not Shawshank Redemption, but like, 
maybe wore like those famous movies that are kind of Saving male. Saving Private Ryan. Whoa, that was Saving, it was. Was it Saving Private Ryan? Wait, we're, well, let's just use that audio. Is that recorded? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious because I was talking about Saving, Saving Private Ryan legitimately like four hours ago. Really? Yeah. Jeff and I just were randomly talking about Saving Private Ryan, which I've never seen. And he was like, well, we have to watch it. And I was like, I don't, I don't think want to. I've ever I mean, seen it either. That's why it's Do you want to come over and we'll, yeah. we'll all fucking chill and watch Saving Private Ryan? Sorry, friends. We're, that's going to be an interesting segue because we said bye to Lucy. And then I was just sitting here. We're taking a breather. And I was brainstorming what the movie my, the my date number 15 said. And Manny and Liza nailed it. Because <laughs> I remember uh, I came home and I said it to Sarah. Because it was just such a unique thing. Again. Date 15, if you're out there listening, like, it worked. Like, the way he delivered it, it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. a cringy thing. Yeah. She was, like, she thought it was funny. She was, like, I got you. It was a really crowded bar, and, like, yeah, I was just, I get a little, like, I don't want to take up anyone's time. I'm going to look at the menu and just pick the first thing. But, yeah. Um, I feel like we should talk more about, since we were, like, you know, trying to get to the, the good stuff with Lucy. You're right. Should we, like, talk more about the date? I feel like we glazed over it. I think so. I just spat it out of my mouth. Yeah. No. We can. I, think, I really like, yeah, I, I really like the bar. Okay. I think I've been there, but I can't picture it. It's hard to find. My my Uber took me, like, under the 7 train down this alley because there's a little alley called Dutch Kills. It's right next to it. It's very unmarked-esque. But it's pretty big inside ceiling. I think it have two floors? Does it have like an upstairs sort of like loft where you can sit? Like no bar, but just like seating? Not that I could see. It was very okay. narrow and deep. But with I'm high ceiling. I'm looking pictures of it because I'm just I think like, Fresh Kills owns it. I think it's the same That owners. would make sense. The drinks were phenomenal. Um, what did I drink? Oh, it was called the Tommy's Margarita, which kind of made me think of Parkinson Rack Aziz. Ooh, I mean, that would yeah. not be. But like... <laughs> I feel like I can't say his name without getting into the whole thing, but we're not going to. Sorry. But yeah, it, but it was just very good. I forget what it was just, you know, like not. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm so boring and ordering margaritas all the time, but this was like a very good cocktail. I mean, I get like vodka sodas all the time, so you're not boring. <laughs> I had I on a, on a, 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 a something date, which we don't talk about, but then we do. Recently, I just ordered vodka sodas shamelessly because yeah. I didn't have to impress anyone. I was like, you know that I like these. So. Yeah, and like, <laughs> fuck, it's good. It's a good drink. Yeah, and also order what you want. But yeah, I hate I hate drink judgment. I hate music judgment and drink judgment like almost more than anything in the world. Yeah. Don't fucking judge anyone for any of that. Just yeah. listen to and drink and eat what you like. And I think Peter said he judges first date drinks last week when we were talking about it. Yeah. I but mean, I would judge it if it were like, I guess I would judge it if it were like extreme. We were talking about like. The extremes, right? These are the drinks I might judge. If a guy ordered like a, or if anyone ordered like an apple teeny, I'd be like, okay. Mm, yeah. When? Don't order that. What year do you think it is? But also, honestly, they're kind of dank. I mean, I would never order one. I don't think I've ever had one. <laughs> I've had one like. Like, you know, one of my, I think, like, aunts made me one once, and I was like, oh, this is fucking yummy. What makes them green? Um, I think it's, I think you can put in, like... A liqueur of apple. A liqueur, okay. yeah. Or maybe, like, maybe food color them. I feel like the one I had was clear, because oh. it was, like, apple vodka and vermouth or whatever, but apple vodka is just green apple vodka. Oh, it's interesting. Just, like, clear. Yeah. yeah, I just I guess I thought it was so much more involved than that. Oh, guys, welcome to our drinks podcast. I guess you could put fresh apple juice like i guess you could put i mean that wouldn't be a green yeah i feel like that not like apple not juice like mots but like if you juiced an apple because it's kind of like 
But it's such a subtle flavor. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe. Well, someone email us if you email know how us. to make a, a great apple. If you got a great apple teeny recipe, maybe that's what we'll drink next <laughs> maybe, week. When maybe we when we finally have events, we'll just only have apple teenies. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> apple teenies and um, and margaritas, just all only green. Yeah, totally. Um, green drank only. Green drank. Uh, okay, so it was like good, but just not exciting. The date. Yes, I was. I mean, because of my mishap last week and because of when we were recording this week I really had to squeeze it in and because of my travels to Philly I had to squeeze that in whoa that sounds so gross <laughs> um I just uh, I don't know everything I had to squeeze a date in and it just I definitely was doing the thing again where I treat like that but mm-hmm. I honestly I was there was like it was very like we're making a date are you still into it yes 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 and like I don't there wasn't, like, I don't think I was pushing away any, like, text chemistry that yeah. we had. I think it was just pretty, like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he was actually, it was funny. I forgot this till right now. When I got there, I wasn't sure it was him because it was dark. And he was talking to a girl next to him at the bar. And, and like, bare, like I think I just caught them talking yeah. to each other. It was, like, but I was, like, oh, that must not be him. And then him and then he was, like, oh, hi. And he was, like, no, she was just drunk and chatting. And I was, like, oh, okay. Which, not in a bad way. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. totally just, like, yeah. I was, like. I don't, I, it was just like blinders on. That guy has a girl. You know, you just yeah, like, totally. we really you never know him. who's with who at a bar. Totally. Um, so that happened. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Yeah, it was, it was, it would be really interesting. Cause like, and he actually didn't text me the next day. Neither did I. I kind of, it was one of those things where it just disappeared out of my head, but not for any fault of his yeah. or mine. Well, maybe, maybe I did something annoying, but I feel like I was on my best beat. I mean, it seems like you guys just didn't like, I feel like you you know when you connect with someone. Like, you leave and you're like, I like this person. It was a good date. Like, it just doesn't seem like this was like – seems like this will fall into the bell jar curve of just, like, average mm-hmm. dates. Yeah. How long did you guys hang out? Two hours or so. Okay. Two drinks? Yeah. Three drinks? Two drinks. Okay. Yeah. He was, yeah. Two drinks. They yeah. were, like, nice drinks. And he, I think – I feel like I finished my second drink before he finished his. But I had to travel the next day and he knew that. Yeah. And, um – yeah, it was super. Ooh, and I had actually had a drink beforehand. I had had a vodka soda with Sarah at a bar. It was a Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Friday first date. Yeah. It, like, interesting move, but also good move in that, especially if you're newer to a city, mm-hmm. like, someone to go out. Like, like, there's a hack. Totally. If I move to LA by myself. <laughs> I'm not yeah. hanging out with. Just kidding. Um, I guess some of our friends are listening <laughs> there, but you know, I feel like dates are a good way to meet or you know meet your city. <laughs> totally, and I feel like it's also such a thing. Like when we were in LA, and you know, you were like trying oh, yeah. to get a date. Like it was such a thing to be like, where should we go? I feel like that's a fun thing too. Just be like, pretend I don't live in New. York. Yeah, I'm brand new. Like it's even cool that you went to Queens for a date because it was between you know. Yeah, he picked out a great bar yeah, too. Like that's like a good situation. Um, and he picked out yeah, and he didn't not like I think he looked on a map and was like oh Greenpoint, but he just yeah. didn't know it. Where yeah, I just yeah, he's from California. Like he just hasn't been here that long, and I I forget that not everyone just like knows New York, but yeah, yeah. What else? What else? Yeah, I don't know. And a couple times he actually said out loud, you know, I like you. <laughs> Not exactly like that, but like <laughs> he said, like I said something and he's like, I like that or I yeah. like you. But then no text. I, he just, I think he like, 
maybe new podcast or is just like a full comedian yeah like when he's not at work yeah yeah gotcha i don't know Interesting. I know because I, I mean, talked about you a lot. Because I, was, well, I'm what, and I was like saying words like Mike and like my, you know, my business partner, like my podcasting partner. No, but I was just like my friend and business partner. You know, she does this, and I don't know. That's funny. I want to know his name so that I can see if I know him. Yeah, we can make that happen. Um, all right. Well, you know, I feel like as we kind of decide, like realized, this is probably going to be the majority of dates. Mm-hmm. Is like good fine between good and fine yeah <laughs> you know yeah and the, yeah on the good mm-hmm. side of fine we need yeah. to make a we need to make a um spectrum but that's, it, a, that's the word i'm looking for a scale you just need to make it ex- like a chart yeah so, like like we just need to make a graph yeah that. totally yeah. and just plot <laughs> can we make a scatter plot about a where, scatter plot. where all the dates fell <laughs> that's probably not the kindest no probably if we're trying kindest. to go with our be kind but i'm starting to forget them all yeah I mean, that was really recently, and I was like, Wait, what did I do for my day? <laughs> well, we talked about, I mean, like, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but we had talked about making a spreadsheet just for us. Yes. Of all of them, so that if we, like, as we get really far, and if someone's like, oh, but what about date 15? We can look back and be like, it was this guy, it was this place, it was this date, it was what, this maybe, what we Maybe about. we'll get famous enough that... Or our listeners will be so dedicated that they'll be listening and, like, making Wikipedia <laughs> and tracking. Yeah, totally. Day 15, the one with the beard. Well, yeah. No, so he didn't have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. But, yeah. Spreadsheets full of men. But it's so interesting how different a meh, average, whatever, just we both probably were feeling the same way at the end of it, date feels now than at the beginning. Because mm. so? now it feels like, okay. Because I've met people who I have connected with. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and again, I really don't think I was just like blowing it off because that's what's been interesting. Like, I think date 14 I did connect with and I kind of, we texted a bit, but we haven't hung out again. And I'm kind of like, oh, mm. like that could have been, but then I'm distracted because, yeah. he, but early on it felt like, and I, th- my date two is still excellent. I still, yeah, I, I remember the really good ones. Yeah. Um, but a couple of the early ones where it just felt like, I was getting noped, noped, noped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like you had a string in a row of yeah. just dates that were, like, and then bad I, or just blah, like, totally blah. But even if they were blah-ish, good-ish, like, yeah. if they were blah to good, I would be like, well, why didn't you text me? I don't yeah, know. totally. It's getting I wonder if it's, like, basketball where you get on a streak. Because I feel like you were in kind of, like, a mass streak for a while, and then you were on mm-hmm. kind of, like, a fire streak for a while. Yeah, I feel like that happens with people in life, too. Totally. Even like, you were talking with Peter last week, like... He had a man streak in life, and then he had a fire streak in life. Yeah, and he's having a fire streak. it, fucking left and right. Fire streak. Yeah. The fear of the fire streak. Lucy's had a fire streak for, for forever. A, a long time. <laughs> Lucy. I am. And she's so, she is, I mean, I mean, she said it, but she does. She's the real so deal. positive. She's, like, sweet, kind, positive. Yep. Yeah, like, really, good human. It makes me feel good that people exist like that, who are, like, really genuinely, mm-hmm. you know, they're, like, they are the people they portray, you know, they, yeah. they put out on social media. It's really great to see, like, a young woman who's, like, doing so well professionally, who's so sure of herself. And it's really, like, inspiring to me. Yeah. It's inspiring to me to just be a little less, like, being cynical is cool. And obviously, like, just like Lucy just said, like, it's not just about, like, being positive. Like, everyone has their shit. Like, yeah. But, but, like, just, I like that idea, actually, of just portraying. I liked that thought of, like, Putting your best self on social media. Not best self. That's not what she said at all. Just um, putting Optimism. good energy out there. Yeah, totally. And I feel like being optimistic. Like, I am so not naturally optimistic. 
And Jeff really, really is. And I feel like it's our biggest personality difference is that I'm a big pessimist and he's a big optimist. And I am like lucky to be around his vibes. And so I'm, I have Mm -hmm. tried to be like, I'm just going to be a little bit and be a little more optimistic. And that shit does not come naturally to me, but it's powerful. Because Jeff can get real, but he is an optimist. I like an optimist for you. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're considering. Oh no, I need it. It's like, I feel like it's, and it's a really good reminder of like, and I think he's also just a little bit more realistic than me too, which is good because I think I, I tend to go gloom and doom, especially with like politics, the world, and it's very easy right now. But I think he's always a good reminder of like, just zoom out, you know, like this, that, like things are this, you know, and it's like, he's very informed and active and angry about everything that's going on mm-hmm. right now. But I think he also is able to be like, look at these things that are happening yeah. and, you know, blah, blah. There's no, I know there's nothing like having, I don't know. It's really nice to be with someone who's, even if you're both like get dark jokes, like who's a little more positive or optimistic than you. Totally. As a pessimist, I really enjoy like if you have a bad day at work or a bad meeting or a bad someone said this thing about your thing or we didn't get anything bought again for something weird happening. Yeah. And then someone's like, but why? Especially someone like in a different world. Like if it's your partner being like, but you have like really optimistic totally. about what you have done. Like yeah. it could be really helpful with career things, I think. I was having a full on meltdown most of today. And he's not working right now. Like, he's not working for, like, a month, which is, like, the best because mm-hmm. we've just been, like, co-working and it's nice. But I was having such a meltdown today, and I feel like he gave me such a good optimism. To, like, right before I came over here, he just, like, really took me by the shoulders and was like, look. Like, look at all of these things that you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's very – it's nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like – but I'll also, whenever I'm around people who are, like, pretty naturally optimistic – I just get so, like, jealous. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I know. Why? Which can turn into, like, oh, oh I have to get pessimism is cool. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette on a fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, but that's why we brought Lucy on the pod. I know. I it's just so like nice. I feel like I can be a better human now. Especially after last week's episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow. What if, what if Lucy had been our guest on the sadness episode? She would have been I like, would have <laughs> just not let that wouldn't happen. Have. I would have just lied. I would have made up a full day. Or, like, just been like, guys, I, I just got lazy. Like, I just couldn't. Those oh, terrible vibes. Amazing. Um, that I was putting out. Well, yeah, so that's where that date is. That's where it is. Should cool. We, should, Let's I have do an some, idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you had. No, that idea. We're having, we're having, we're looking, we're having the same idea. One, one, two, two three. three. Worst dates. first dates. Yeah. <laughs> worst first dates. Oh, I wish I said it properly. I have one that's, speaking of, I mean, this is dark. This is the darkest. <laughs> okay. This is, I mean, it probably we- isn't as dark for anyone except me. <laughs> I'll read it and then I'll explain why. Okay. Um, so this is a story from, well, that's a lie. We're not saying names unless you tell us to. So uh, this is a story that someone emailed in. And, um, yes, okay. So she writes, in high school, I had a crush on, quote unquote, John, fake name, John, an upperclassman who was cute, nice, and had a steady girlfriend who seemed just as sweet as he was. As an underclassman who felt basically invisible, I never even spoke to John. It wasn't until years later at a house party that we officially met. He was single and apparently remembered me from high school. Oh, this like fits with the Lucy theme too. Yeah. like, I think, well. yeah, I think I read this. One. Oh my god! I think there's a complimentary intro to us too. Oh, there is. Yes. Yeah, I skipped okay. it because I did, like reading them. Sometimes I'm like, what? Like, no, no, oh, no, I'm that's good. No, sorry, sorry. I no. think, but I'm also not. I'm fuzzy on the details. So, but it was very sweet. And this is a good. And one, we appreciated though. it. Writer. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
So uh, he was single and apparently remembered me from high school. I couldn't believe that we seemed to be hitting it off so well. It wasn't long before we exchanged numbers and had planned a date. The date started off semi-awkward, as first dates tend to be, but I was excited nonetheless. We saw a concert together, and once it ended, John drove me home. It was so late, the streets were empty. We talked the whole way home, and all of the nervousness seemed to between us seemed to dissipate. John was hardly watching the road. We barely broke eye contact. It was then that I noticed a small, white, fluffy Pomeranian in the middle of the street. John and I were mid-conversation, but I assumed he saw the dog in the road. We kept talking. I glanced back at the street and saw the dog. I glanced back at John. I was sure he saw it, too. Suddenly, I heard a crash and felt a sickening bump. John had run over the dog. Immediately, John stopped the car and rushed out. He was so upset, and I was overwhelmed. I should have said something, but I had been so sure he was as aware of the dog as I was. John found the dog's owner across the street and carried it to their yard. It was awful. We drove home in silence. We never talked again. (laughs) Oh, Oh, this is so awful. It's so sad. Oh, my God. Although, okay, wait. This is her last paragraph. All good, though, because he was kind of quote-unquote, too nice, and I had years ahead of me of dating bearded man-boys with commitment issues. Oh, girl. Um, Same. I did, however, find a good one. We've been dating for four years and are very much in love. Okay, so happy ending. But also, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I did, that's what, I was like, I was hazy on some of the details. I was not hazy on that. Yeah. That's what, oh boy, oh boy. So, you know how people are like, are you a dog person or a cat? Like those things, like on first Mm -hmm. date, not that they say them, but you know, it's important. Jesus Christ, like you did, like you oh did that. Oh my God. Oh, God. That would have been my personal, because I'm such, like I can't watch, me and my sister, neither of us can watch a movie if a dog dies in it. Like that is this, like I'm fine watching People any die. sad movies, <laughs> but if the, um, if a dog dies in a movie, I'm fucking out. It's, I'm a disaster. Mm-mm. And like, mm-mm. so to me, this is the worst, worst, worst. Well, no, I just, uh, ooh, there's this weird part of me that, yeah, if things had gone a little bit differently, they could have, like, cried together and figured it out and, mm-hmm. like, been together forever from this traumatic experience. Yeah, totally. But still awful. No, 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 no. Oh, I just feel sad. I just feel sad I now. know. Sorry. So much for that. I made it a about. bummer. No, you're fine. Do you have a, a funny one? Yes. I, Although, also, I, I love that story. Thank you for sending it. Oh, thank you so Please much send for sending more. all of these. <laughs> okay, I can't remember if she wants to her name to be told, so I'll just call her B. Um, and I am going to read the braggy nice intro part because it has a fun fact. Oh, okay, great. Okay. So, hi, ladies. Just want to say that I just discovered your podcast last week and have been fully obsessed with it ever since. Woohoo! Yeah. Currently making my way through all the episodes. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're, oh, this is too much. But it goes, it's in the same sentence as the, the hilarious tidbit. You're both so hilarious and relatable on every level. Also, I weirdly went on a date at Johnny's the night of that crazy snowstorm a couple weeks ago. What are the chances? So if we go back to date 13. 13? Yeah. Because remember, we were like, is it unlucky? Oh, you forgot the name. 13. And totally not unlucky at all. Yeah. Um, But we went to Johnny's and it was super snowy times and we may have cross paths b whoa that's crazy that is insane i had my first kiss with my first serious boyfriend at johnny's it holds a special place wow. in all of our hearts <laughs> then yeah the night i was there it was it was weird but it's still good good weird good yeah. new york weird vibes anyhow i want to share my worst first date with you the worst italicized over the summer i agreed to go on a date with a guy i met on the league he seemed super charming really cute had a great job all of the things he picked one of my favorite bars summit bar in avenue c 
I showed up and he was already sitting at the bar with a drink and greeted me hello and seemed just as charming in person. Conversation was flowing. He made me laugh a lot and really tried to get to know me. So rare, I know. We were talking about our work weeks and I mentioned that, that it was a very hectic one for me because I had been in the process of interviewing for a new job and having to play the uber stressful sneak out of work for an interview game. Be stressful, says the girl who's like a freelancer, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, he asked me what the new job was and I told him it was for the New York Times. Needless to say, I really wanted it. He stared blankly at me and after a short pause goes, the New York Times, do you like trust them? Oh. Here we go. There's a little bit of, yep, another negative one. Um, My stomach dropped. Same, mine would too. Well, yes, they're essentially the paper of record, I answered. Well, you know, if you work for the New York Times, they're only going to let you write about hummus. Whoa, I forgot how weird this gets. Okay. Hummus? I'm going to go back. Well, you know, if you work for the New York Times, they're only going to let you write about hummus. Side note, I write about food. This is all from her. And they're going to make you... Back to him. I'll be the bro. And they're going to make you wear a burqa to work every day, which would be such a shame because you have such pretty hair. He said, reaching out to actually stroke my hair as he was saying this. Oh, my God. I read most of this. I think I scanned it. This is terrible. Oh, my God. I was absolutely mortified. What a disgustingly racist comment. Obviously, the hummus mentioned was some sort of awful anti-Muslim stab at a paper he clearly perceived as being too liberal, pro-Muslim. Ew, ew, ew. I told him I completely disagreed and immediately wanted to get out of there, but we were only halfway through our drinks. I changed the subject and started to tell him about my amazing new roommate who had just moved in with me. I told him she had a cute cat that moved in with her and that she grew up um, in Japan. Again, his face dropped. What? I said. He thought for a moment before answering and said, actually, never mind. Japanese people are pretty clean, but Chinese people, they are just really dirty. I don't even like saying this in the air. Sorry, Kimmy here again. Guys, this is awful stuff. I can't believe people said this on a date. Can you imagine being on a date? Okay, well, what happened? I told him that was an extremely offensive and racist thing to say. Dropped $10 on the bar and walked out. Go, girl. We're all manny's manager in the air. We all have hands happening. That's awesome. And dropping that $10 is a way of almost like, because you know he would be like, what? Like, I almost weirdly like it. I don't want you to fucking buy my drink. Yeah, yeah, I was at first like, you don't even have to do that, but I like that. Yeah, that is the correct response to any. Absolutely. And I'm also glad that you told him and didn't even just like walk. I don't know. I like that you put it in words. Totally. How does this shit happen? There were zero clues he would be such a racist asshole. Dude had lived in Williamsburg for eight years, for heaven's sake. What the fuck? He did work in finance and grew up in upstate New York, but whatever. My, so many finance bros are not and racist. And the thing, too. It's like, how do you grow up? I mean, I know not all of New York is New York City, but upstate New York is still crunchy, hippie. I know there's, like, some rural or rural area. Like, I know there are red areas and whatever in New York State. But, like, how do you live in New York City, grow up in New York State, and be that backwards? And how do you say it so overtly? Like, yeah. not that, like, again, that's and a whole she's other gonna be conversation. Cool yeah. That's, well, that's, this is our new America. And I don't know. Like, it's just like, I, Ew. so gross. And she said, ugh, uh, still. Also worth mentioning that my dad is a sociology professor who has spent his life researching race relations, so I take racism very seriously. As we all do, though, too. Like, that's why this da- dude, like, I know she's not saying it for this reason, but like, you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. Like, just because you look the same, I'm assuming. Um, I just couldn't wrap my head around this guy. Worst date ever. Any, yeah. She says a nice sign-off, uh, but I've those already... Those are the uh, people are just everywhere, and it's so scary. Here's the thing. Yeah, and there are... Those are the times where you absolutely walk out of a date. Like, absolutely. That's yeah, so disgusting. I mean, there's just some shit that, like, it's more than a red flag. It's a red, just... 
bomb. Yeah. And you're just like, nah. And what a lesson in like, even with all those stats, it's true. First of all, even the stereotype of a Williamsburg guy, like not that you, you don't know a person until you're on a date with them. That's why apps are still weird. It's really different. Like, cause if you had met him at a bar late one night, like pre app dating and you had talked for more than 10 minutes, it seems like he would have said something lightly to give you that vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just a little bit. Totally. And then maybe when he asked for your number and then he asked you out, you would totally. have gone on the date. But like, and maybe not. But like, usually if you like, I, just, I used to way back in the day, meet people at bars and then I feel like we'd exchange numbers. And like, usually if you exchange numbers, you're talking for more than 10 minutes. Like yeah. that, that's going to come out. At least like you got out of that sooner and he didn't like, because again, I know we are two white women talking about this racist dude. So I just want to like, you know, which I think we're allowed to have opinions on. Absolutely. He's just gross. But I just want to be like, you know, I feel like I probably said some things in not the right exact way. You know, I'm trying to, like, be more open and realize yeah. that I don't know as much as I think I do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Super gross. Oof. So we took you from wonderful Lucy Fink, who you should all follow, to... <laughs> to a dead dog. And racist To a super racist guy. So awesome. You, um, should we end on something? I mean... Let's see. Do you, do you want to tell me something good? I know, like my favorite murder style. I know. Oh, I don't have a good thing. Oh, I visited the family I used to babysit for in Philly, and it was really oh, nice. Oh, I was and loving your Instagram stories. They're so, so cute. Darling. They're getting yeah. so big. Yeah. Really I cute. I saw my favorite movie that I've seen all year this weekend. Oh, what was it? The Florida Project. <gasps> you have to see it. I'm dying Everyone to. has to see it. Yeah. It was my favorite. Every, Chris, Honestly, Chris said it was his by favorite. Everyone far says it's their favorite. My favorite movie of the year. I. It was over Lady Bird. Beautiful. Yeah. Over Lady Bird, over Get Out, over yep. even like Band Aid, which is like up there. For oh yeah, me. why did Band Aid? I mean, I knew that so was gonna indie. happen, but yeah, guys, you should all go see. We don't know her, Zoe Lister Jones movie Band Aid. You can definitely get it on demand. It's an entirely female crew. Adam Pally and Fred Armisen are like the only two dudes who were, who were on, on set. T- yeah, um, and that's and- not what makes it good. It's just like, well, that's what the actor said. The male actor said they loved it, but it is so funny so relatable very relationship relatable oh my god yeah and um musical but not in the bad way it's literally totally. about starting a band and also it's like kind of a rom-com but it's so good but it's about a, a married couple who fights yeah and that is like so easy to do terribly i feel like totally. it was done so i i yeah i forgot that was so early in 2017 yeah, but one of my one like li- I, th- I think actually my favorite movies of this year yeah same our florida project get out yeah. Guys, you will always have movie corner. That's we, I we just I was like corner. I have to tell you some good things that I feel happy about, and one of them is the Florida Project. Um, oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, we'll see you next week. We love you. Love you. you. Go on a date. Go on a date. Said your mother. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening, and we just want to give a huge shout out to Manny from Five Ohm for recording our voices and putting up with us. And also a big shout out to Anthony, also from Five Ohm, for making us sound really good in post. Check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F I V E O H M. Ohm.